0: imagine a world without meetings is it even possible dare we dream of a time when we no longer need to have useless meetings about meetings meetings that could have been emails well one company has done it so in this episode of the cam club podcast we're going to talk about meetings why we have them why we don't need them and ways you can actually reduce the number of meetings that you have so sit tight i'll be right back Welcome back, heroes. I am Warwick Brown, your host of the Cam Club podcast dedicated to helping busy key account managers get one step ahead. So could we live without meetings? I know me personally, I sure could do with a lot less of them in any case, and we've all been victims of uh, you know meetings that could have been emails. So I was really intrigued when I read a story about a company that has actually banned meetings, not emails, but they have banned meetings. I was truly fascinated and thought we could talk about it, see what you think about the idea. Now I subscribe to Raconteur which is content for business decision makers, they have lots of special interest content, they do lots of in-depth analysis, fantastic infographics and lots of sort of industry special reports. They did a study on this company called Soul Publishing. And I'll put a link to this study in the show notes, which you can grab at amtip.co/002. And they profiled the Soul Publishing, who decided they wanted to do away with meetings completely. Now, the Soul Publishing is not a small operation, right? They've got 2,100 employees across 70 countries. And they decided that the need to call meetings every time a decision was being made or before decisions were being made was just inefficient and it caused huge bottlenecks. So they ban them. Here's what they do instead. No meetings other than exceptional circumstances. So it's not a complete ban, but 99% of their meetings, no. For a meeting to go ahead, it has to be qualified. You need to have a detailed meeting agenda. It needs to be written at least 24 hours in advance. Only two people can attend, and they must last no longer than half an hour. Wow. That would eliminate 99% of the meetings that I have in my diary because I, re- I rarely get a meeting twenty uh, uh, agenda 24 hours in advance. It's usually a room full of people and they usually last more than half an hour. So those three things alone, I think would be very easy to implement in any business as um, some rules of engagement for a meeting and help really re- make them much more efficient. No internal emails Everything must be discussed on a public Slack channel. Again, I thought that was interesting. The fact that there's uh, full transparency, so there's none of this BCC and forwarding behind people's backs, and not everybody getting the full picture, and that the entire conversation around the topic or the meeting can be captured within uh, Slack channels. So maybe you don't even need a, a meeting minutes, that type of thing. But I don't know about you. I find Slack a bit overwhelming. I find Slack almost is worse than email in some ways. I have less control over it. And there's so many notifications and content and pinging that sometimes I feel like I can't navigate my way around it. A little bit challenging for me, but maybe I just don't know how to use it properly. Any tips? I'm all ears. The company Wiki is used for reference material and to store documents. So there is no decentralized storage on personal drives of any information. It's not held in the marketing team or here or there. It's all centralized on a company wiki. Now, I have been doing this for my own business because I realized I had stuff in Teams. I had stuff in OneDrive, SharePoint, all over the place. I've actually migrated all my policies, my processes, my procedures, my documents, my checklists, into notion which is a tool that i'm using and i absolutely love it i did a workshop a couple of weeks ago about uh, how key account managers can stay organized with notion and it's actually blown my mind how i can actually interlink everything with databases and much, much easier for me to find things. Still use my personal drive for uh, templates and things that aren't shared across the business, but for it's only individual personal stuff. Anything company related sits on Notion. So, again, this is something you could easily replicate. Teams has uh, a wiki page within Microsoft Teams. You can easily set up web pages on Google sites. Super simple to do. I'm doing that as well for another business that I'm starting. So there's lots of ways that you could actually replicate this company wiki approach. And then they use project management tools like Asana to keep teams focused on the task at hand. So when you need to get deep into the action plans and you're working on specific projects and there's you know complex interdependencies, then they migrate to project management tools. I use ClickUp. I love it. It's fabulous. You can get it for free. Again, I'll pop a link to the Click up site if you want to check it out. I pay for it because I like the features and it's cheap as chips. I mean, I think it's $70 a year, something like that. It doesn't cost anything. Um, now, the, the reason that they've done this is because they argue, if you look at social media, you look at LinkedIn, you look at Reddit, you look at Facebook, uh, Twitter, people can actually grow deep connections on these platforms. So it sort of busts the myth that you need to meet in person that you need to have virtual meetings all the time to actually build relationships and to get work done. Here's a quote from the COO, Arthur Mamadov. When everyone is able to do what they are best at, rather than getting bored at meetings, it really changes how teams appreciate their daily work. It's a game-changer from what I've observed so far. What do you think? I love this concept. Do you think you could implement this in your team or in your business or even uh, parts of those rules that they have around when they actually set a meeting? I think there's ways that we can be much more focused on reducing the number of meetings and making the ones that we have more impactful. Now, one thing that they made clear is that you do need to have top-down directives from the business to support this. You know, it needs to be embraced as a cultural reset around how how you have meetings and when you have meetings. Fascinating stuff. Check out the study. Really, really interesting. And I think there's opportunities for all of us to really be more intentional about the meetings we have within our own teams, with our clients and overall. All right. So let's move on. There's a couple of other things I wanted to share with you before we wrap up the podcast. I listened to the Coaching for Leaders podcast episode, How to Limit Time with the Wrong People. Now that is a great podcast. I love it. I listen to it quite regularly. I have also set up the Key Account Managers Spotify playlist. So any interesting episodes like the one I'm about to talk about, I also add to that playlist. So I'll leave a link to the Key Account Managers Spotify playlist in the show notes. All right, so back to this episode, How to Limit Time with the Wrong People. In it, they describe how easy it is at work to spend time with the wrong people that suck up all your energy. It prevents you from getting important work done, you you end up ignoring the people you want to spend time with, and you leave at the end of the day shattered with nothing left to give to yourself or the people in your life that matter to you. I have been there, done that so many times. There are three aha moments for me from this episode. One, the people who want your time are rarely the people who should have it. Think about noisy clients. There's nothing really wrong. They just want your attention. They demand to be treated as your top priority colleagues who use you as a shortcut. So instead of finding information out for themselves, they're like, worry, have you got a minute? And you're like, no, I don't have a minute. But okay, what is it? And turns out it's something they could easily found for themselves if they just invested five minutes more time. And underperformers, people that you are constantly coaching and mentoring because they're not prepared to invest in their own self-development and aren't really you know doing the work. Number two, how people who we do spend time with aren't often helped by the interaction meaning they ignore all the advice you just gave them. And I call them (laughs) ask-holes, people that, you know, they they ask for your information, they ask for advice, they want your help, and then they do the exact opposite or they do literally nothing. And you're like, well, there's a few hours I will never get back. And finally, number three, how people probably want sympathy more than help, you know, people that just like to complain. There's no purpose or point to the discussion other than for them to vent or to express their feelings. I really recommend that you listen to this episode. You'll learn more about how to get yourself out of this situation, how to identify these time-sucking people, and to be more intentional about spending the time with the right people. Now, let me ask you this. Do beards make you more trustworthy? A new study says that beards make salespeople appear to be more trustworthy, likable, expert, and drumroll younger (laughs) i've got a comparison with uh from this study of pictures with bearded and unbearded participants so yeah let me know what you think i'd be really curious but on a seven point scale beards were the most trustworthy then clean shaven then plain moustache and at the bottom of the list was the handlebar moustache no surprises there i'm not a big fan of them myself but in general beards claim the prize for most trustworthy and most expert who knew Now, here's something just for fun. It's called the world's best no generator. Don't you hate it when you don't want to do something, but you've run out of excuses? Well, head on over to the world's best no generator and you'll find some fun new ways to say no. Something like the one that I did. It says, I have scheduled me time during that time. I'd love to, but I don't want to. So I can't. (laughs) All jokes aside, though, win back your time. You know, say no to someone this week. I challenge you. So that's a wrap, heroes. Let me leave you with a final quote. If you had to identify in one word the reason why the human race is not achieved and never will achieve its full potential, that word would be meetings by Dave Barry. This episode has been proudly brought to you by the CAM Club. We are building the world's greatest community of key account managers from all over the world. Inside, you'll find tools, templates, guides, training, coaching, and a connected community of account managers all there with one purpose in mind, to help you get results. You can find the episode summary and the show notes and links to everything linkable at amtipco amtip.co002 Thank you for listening, heroes. Have a wonderful day, and I'll see you soon. Bye for now.